0: to gin and topic Woo! we are here for another series yep another one just keeps happening just it keeps does. going it does and so we got loads of gins oh yeah tons of gin tons of gin tons of experts yeah tons of topics well and that's the thing you see give us a gin talk to anyone we will Mm. we will talk to anyone about anything so yeah we're gonna talk to ton of people about loads of stuff over gin and i'm gonna make rude comments while we do it to stay on brand (laughs) and you never know we might actually learn some stuff we might even remember stuff (laughs) oh that's not gonna happen anytime soon you alright right? yeah I'm alright good yeah I got my right. hair did oh nice it does look good thank you it looks really good yeah it's ginger again yeah thank god does it help make you feel mature no <laughs> no Sarah have you seen what I'm wearing today <laughs> does this outfit scream mature for listeners I'm wearing a pink crop t-shirt with cartoon faces on yeah and wide leg jeans with holes in oh yeah Teenage Can you you not wear holes And dinosaur earrings Can you not wear holes When you are Mature Um I just feel like The vibe I'm giving off today Is very much Queer teenager Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm Yeah Yeah. Okay Okay. Which Close enough (laughs) (laughs) Um We need gin We need a guest We need a mature topic Ow Oh I don't want it to be A mature topic Right go on then Who are we speaking to? We are speaking to Nick Hilton. Okay. And Nick is a PhD candidate at the nice. University of Cambridge. Nice. And she received her MPhil in children's literature from Trinity College, Dublin. Okay, there's a few things here. Number one, my question MPhil. MPhil is like your master's, it's a oh. master's. Okay. Master of Philosophy. Uh, Okay, so, yeah. Then I'm hearing children's literature, which, Mm -hmm. hopeful, love that, but I know we've already done something on children's literature, so I'm not sure. We have, but this one's a bit different. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Yep. Trinity hey ginger hairness over here yes it's dyed but obviously half irish i currently got a cousin at trinity yeah. if you're listening very proud of very you proud. very proud <laughs> and i i often joke that it means that you know when i go visit her i can run into conor waldron absolutely yeah. totally because that is so real yes. yes but at least if you do go over there they can all pronounce your name properly <laughs> anyway that was my aside but anyway, anyway. Her research is on maturation. You what? Yeah, exactly. Maturation. The clue is in my really subtle starter to this podcast. The banging on your legs? No, not the banging on my legs. The are you feeling mature? Oh, oh, like maturing. Yeah, I know. Oh. But it's like the technical term, maturation. It's not a oh. word that we use. So we're talking about growing lots. up? Think so. Oh, nice. Okay. So, um, her research is on maturation in the works of Patrick Ness, who I know oh, you like. I do. He wrote the Knife of Never Letting Go and all of that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked those books. You yeah. did. Yeah. And yeah. So our topic is maturation, Growing and our up. question: mm-hmm. What is it? Yep. And why are YA books obsessed with it? <laughs> because <laughs> oh yeah I'm a, oh yeah i was asking about you feeling mature i don't feel mature ever no. i no. don't think but a lot of wire ever have. do they're either around a coming of age story yeah, exactly. or they're like a 16 year old girl who has to like save the world and therefore grows up with lots of trauma during that I don't think I ever Maybe it's because I haven't ever Saved the world Maybe that's Mm. when I Maybe it's because We haven't saved the world That we are so Immature Possibly Yeah So anyway We're going to talk to Nick About all of that And drink some gin And drink gin What a day (laughs) What a day (laughs) Let's let her in That this has all been a long time coming, Mm. this episode. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the episode (laughs) was arranged. We then couldn't decide on the gin. We really wanted the Irish gin. Yeah. Bloody Brexit. Yeah. Can't do that. But we have then chosen, you chose this Lancashire family gin. I did.
1: Can you tell me why? Uh, Well, basically, I was wanting to get an Irish gin. Gin as I told you uh, because I did my master's in um, Dublin at Trinity and I love Ireland and I'd love to go back there but when that couldn't happen I was like well I'm not just going to choose like a random gin I'm actually from Lancashire so I decided that um, support local business especially with everything Mm -hmm. going on at the moment. Um, and businesses struggling although I think gin companies have probably done quite well out of the pandemic <laughs> let's <Yeah>. say <laughs> Which they certainly
0: have in our oh, house yeah. <laughs> yeah. very well
1: <laughs> so yeah so um yeah I had a, I had a look to see what was around thinking there wouldn't be that many gins about but actually there was a huge array of gins but I liked the sound of the um black bean apple flavor so I thought, oh, it's a bit of a twist, isn't it, from just having a, a like a London dry gin or something like that. So yeah, yes, totally. that's how how I got there.
0: And so this is a blackberry and apple, and they've mm-hmm. got so as well as it being a local gin to you and mm-hmm. uh, supporting a um, a local business, yep. they also have their labels are um, the pictures are painted on them by a local artist. <laughs> cute that they then have put into their labels and this one has a nice little station with the yeah. train and all green and all very lovely so let's pour and have a taste now okay. we also okay carrying on with the gin story because yeah. we ordered this i thought i'd ordered it <laughs> and yeah, then this course- is the only time listeners that sarah's been the one to fuck up on this podcast and <laughs> i'm so happy about it Because then, of course, we'd organised to talk with you, and I went to the cupboard, and the cupboard was bare. Well, it wasn't bare. There was plenty of gin in there, just not the right gin. Just not the right gin. So I was like, oh, no. So then I contacted them, and they were lovely, really lovely. Yeah. And they put the gin straight in the post. Well... Straight into a Hermes basket, which then took forever Mm -hmm. and didn't get here on time. So we didn't get to chat then. But when we so that did was two get failed it. attempts. Yep. <laughs> Third time lucky. When we did get it, they gave given us the two little extra bottles, oh, for little amazing. tasters. And I'm not going to lie, I have a mild aversion sometimes to flavour gins because I'm a snob. I'm a snob, <laughs> and I'm a gin purist. And I'm sorry, it's terrible. So, I may or may not have with me their classic London Dry Gin, just in um. case. I take a sip of the uh, blackberry one, blackberry and apple, and go. Mm. Just in case. Just but in case. Actually, I've just opened this and poured you know it, what? and it doesn't smell it like doesn't a flavored gin. And my no. issue is when I drink it, thinking it's a gin, and then it's mm. a fizzy pop, and it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't say fizzy pop to me. It says no.
1: gin. Yes, I literally don't know how um, like strong to make this because I've never used this glass before. So I'll just. Mm. I'll just take this. So, this could go very wrong. Good glow. <laughs> Good glow. <glug. laughs> yeah. At least
0: then you can blame all
1: of this conversation on the gin. Well, this is true. This is very true. And I, I would blame that if I said anything foolish. <laughs> oh, I was just <laughs> I was. Trolling. Yeah, absolutely. I just got a job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, here we go. Oh, it smells lovely. It does smell oh. nice, is not it? Yeah, mm. it smells really fresh and apple y, yeah. but not,
1: not sweet overpowering. Apple pie. Yeah. I'm not overpowering. Oh, I like that. Mm. It's very fresh, isn't it? That
0: is lovely. Mm.
1: It's like I'm having
0: gin with blackberry and apple pie. I was going to say, yeah, there's that element of sweetness to it that's almost pudding-like, but it still tastes like a gin. Mm. Yeah. I'm a little bit confuzzled by it just because I'm like, well, I don't know how to pin you down here. You were expecting to be like, no.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is too sweet. I don't like it. I was. I was, but
0: <laughs> it was the beginning of the podcast. I was I'm in such mood for a gin, but not that one. Yeah. And then I was like, would well, you want one on the side just as a backup? She's like, oh, God, yeah. yeah. And then I'm expecting just one sip and then straight for another gin. But no, it's lovely. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I will go as far as lovely. I like it. I'm still a little confused by it. I think it needs something. I can't Ginger put my ale? finger on what? Oh, oh! Now wow. that's an idea. That or Ooh. mixing it with the fever tree lime soda instead. Yes, of that's exactly what I want. I want it with the lime soda. You're spot on there, Sarah. That yeah. would be Ooh. delicious with lime soda. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I've Gonna actually got it with that. soda water because I'm not a massive fan of tonic. <gasps> uh, so that's given it quite a nice mm. fizz. Like not too much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's and that's why nice. it
0: needs just mm. a bit of something sharp Ooh. to cut through a little bit. I love it? your your hand gesture yeah. of something sharp. Yeah. Which looked <laughs> like I've been living with you stabbing. for too long is the problem because <laughs> your hand gestures. Do you want to talk about those? <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> just hands. So yes. our um, topic is maturation. It is. It just makes me laugh. It is I can't say the word sensibly. I can't just say it. Because I don't use it as a word. So So it just just sounds funny.
1: I I do refer to it as like my maturation station. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Because there's a lot that goes with the train on the front. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like I planned
0: it. So Go on then. Are we ready to discuss what we know? Yeah. Okay. Divulge. I've actually got something this time, so I'm I'm quite pleased. (laughs) This is like kinda my area-ish. Not in a like sense of I've actually studied it, but a sense of, you know. But it's YA. It's familiar to me. You can talk about (laughs) YA till Many cows come home. I have been known to sit in the pub just telling people about books I've read. Yes. Good. If you'd like to take that a gander at my bookshelf behind you, Sarah, you will notice it is filled with YA. <laughs> okay, so Nick, you can relax. Okay, I'll sit back. Enjoy your gin. <laughs> what is maturation? Well, you told me it was maturing and growing up. Yeah, and you mentioned coming of age. Yes. So I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. a maturation station. Well done, us. When do we get there? <laughs> mm, I'm still hoping. Yeah, see, here's the thing <laughs> coming of age stories, they tend to be like she's 16, she's 18, he's 17 and gay. You know, they all <laughs> happens during that spotty yeah. adolescent stage. And, and then the you older suddenly... I get, the more I think that's bollocks. Yeah, because there is that moment where you suddenly grow up and grow into yourself and know yourself just, and i just don't think I it still ha- don't yeah i just think it's not true yeah i'm going to say that too i'm going to say it's not true it's false oh false, false false fake news doesn't happen fake news fake news okay so what is maturation it isn't a thing it doesn't a thing. happen i'm just saying it now and why are ya books obsessed with it I can say they definitely are obsessed with it because they're as, all, about, it, they're all they? about coming of age stories or they're about, you know, young heroine who has to save the world or young boy who has to save the world, normally with a love interest, maybe with a dragon if you're in the fantasy genre, <laughs> you know. And then there's all the ones that are like, you know, deep in me, perks of being a wallflower, which I love, but mm. it's all, you know, mm. coming of age, dealing with your depression, mm-hmm. people having... in. Very inappropriate sexual relationships in some cases. Why am I obsessed with it? Makes right. a good plot line. Yeah, makes a nice say. structure. Why not? Um, a lot of 16-year-olds think they are, you know, having that big moment of like, I'm going to know myself. I'm coming an adult. But is it a uh, circular thing that... They, you think that it's coming of age because everyone tells you that it's a moment of coming of age and you read about it being coming of age, but it's all actually a lie. Oh, and if dear. you never got told it and never got read about it, you wouldn't want to read about it because you wouldn't think it was a thing. It's a good question. It's not one I've got the answer to. Would you like to hear more, <laughs> more YA books I've read? I can do that. Y- yes. <laughs> I was also going to link it to, is it the same as constantly asking four-year-olds what they want to be when they grow up? Oh. Do you know what, though? I'm very ashamed because somebody asked me that when I was a kid and I said, I want to be a writer. Look what the fuck <laughs> happened. <laughs> I just went with it. I mean, I, I thought books and now I'm like, oh, TV, but that's because I didn't know that was an option, okay? <laughs> I'm such a stereotype, other than strictly okay. dancer, which apparently is not achievable if you can't dance. Well, you, you, <laughs> it can be, but only if you're famous and old and are the comedy one that would be there oh, just for everyone that. to laugh at. No, I'd want to win it. You know I would. I know, yeah. I know. Go on then. So the YA books that you've read, name me all the ones that you've read that have maturation in its Harry Potter. main story. Oh, that was Easy. But isn't it true? Think about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. They literally, throughout the years, the films were focused on it as well, because there's the whole, oh, they start being interested in the opposite gender and Harry's growing up, and that's like a big part of it, because when he's 17, he becomes an official wizard. And that the whole plot about Voldemort like finding him revolves around that. Because he hasn't got the trace on him anymore. Yeah. Coming of age. Oh. Ah, Impressed. Other? Yeah, but how hard do you want me to nerd out because I could be here for an hour. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. See, that's you true. don't want that. Well, the ones you're reading at the moment that are coming of age. Um. Well, I'm currently delving into the next load of the Shadowhunter books, mm-hmm. and those tend to have a lot of coming of age stuff in there, again, because they're fantasy. And there's mm-hmm. no that in there. Um. What? Am I, you know what? I actually, I'm not reading a YA at the moment. I'm reading. Oh adult my god! <laughs> Stop the cocks. <sighs> Just thinking. Um. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I That's feel really so bad because <laughs> I was going to say Bridgeton, and then I thought about all the hardcore smut in the Bridgeton books, and I thought, mm, you probably wouldn't find it in the YA. It's not hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm reading. I don't know if mine's YA or not. It's the other one of Night Circus, which isn't. It. It's one of those could be YA, yeah. but could be adults as yeah. well. Yeah. Can't yeah, and then I'm doing detective it. books, which aren't really. They're yeah. Not oh my god, I feel like a fake. Have you come of age and got too old for YA? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, no, that's that's not happening. (laughs) So have we managed to answer your question of what it is and why they're obsessed by it? Have we got any of those
1: things? Yes, you have. You've touched on quite a few big issues. Uh, You might, you've not necessarily answered them, but you've questioned them. Well done us. That's better than normal. (laughs) I'm quite impressed actually and intrigued by you just outright saying I think coming of age is bollocks. <laughs> well
0: that's cuz I have grey hair but I have not come of age. Well and if I talked to my mother she'd say her hair is even greyer and she still has is not come of age. Is that cuz you've never been presented to the queen?
1: That's that was, style is that when
0: it happens? well, that was like a traditional thing where it used to be the the uh, you know Although you're smart coming out young coming, ladies it was it was like a presentation, out. yeah, you'd come out in society yeah, and that was, society. was when you you know you'd come of age and that was when you could be wed and, and you got presented, yeah, and you got presented sold mm-hmm. off yeah, and as you know because you have watched the Crown, they still do it, but it changed from being just the aristocratic young ladies to being a random selection of youths. Mm-hmm. So if I was a random selection of youths that happened to be given to the queen, not presented to the queen, not just she doesn't a take a bunch of young women like oh, they're mine now. <laughs> Would I then have a different answer? Would I then go, oh well, it's I because, because I've colored. been presented? Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, don't think so. We could be talking bollocks again. <laughs> so yeah, think it doesn't exist.
1: I am. I am fully on this in this area. I will outright say, in fact, I said it at a workshop thing that I was at yesterday that was on adulthood where I just outright said um, it doesn't exist and this is the hill that I will die on, <laughs> Basically. I like that. I think
0: that's a good hill to die on. Yeah,
1: this is, and it's a, a huge basis of a lot of uh, my research. It's actually where my research started from because mm-hmm. we use this term quite a lot and it's not just mm-hmm. academics that use it popular culture loves this term mm-hmm. loves it and it's it's like they um it's like they're saying something really profound to you <laughs> it's a coming-of-age story and blah 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 you know it's coming of age, journey is as you said is it is mm-hmm. one of the phrases that they usually use but actually when you think about it you're not telling me anything about this book other than I know that something is going to happen something big will happen but that's mm, mm. surely any book yeah yeah it's rare that you'll find a book that something doesn't happen in and and it,
0: if you know, that is a book that exists it will be studied at GCSE because they yeah. love to make you read
1: the terrible books yeah <laughs> and like yeah it's just one of those things of but the, <laughs> what are you telling me <laughs> so yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. you anything yeah so that's kind of where i started from and was like i don't this is not a thing stop throwing it out like you think mm. that you're explaining something and it's it's even more so if you see it in in academic um scholarship and i understand using academic terms for a shorthand if it's not the area you are mm. looking at but quite often they are looking at some kind of like growth or development which they also use interchangeably with mm. coming of age with no real kind of differentiation between any of them and sometimes oh, the the character will mature, rarely do they say maturation, but they do sort of, you know, say Mm. a word related. Um, Mm. And this is kind of where it all began. So I will be completely honest. I haven't figured out how I think that they're differentiated for me yet, Mm -hmm. all of the things, but maturation, most definitely, I've managed to narrow down one section that I'm kind of looking at. So it's not, I'm not defining what maturation is overall because I think it's basically something that can never be defined because it's constantly mm-hmm. going to evolve and it's con- constantly going to mature, funnily enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> keep, keep changing and developing. Um, so I've kind of narrowed it down a little bit.
0: Because is that just the issue, the fact that we don't stop aging mm-hmm. and yeah. so actually we don't stop changing? Yes. So there isn't a point where you really recognize a, a mature point yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah basically so I if I explain my research to someone I usually say to them because we consistently change over our entire life right and the answer is mm. yeah of course we do mm. and as soon as you say that you're like right so why are you implying something that kind of says that you reach a certain point and then you're done mm. oh we, we, you don't it's, it's because it's an it's an intense period of change, that's why you come of age because then that stops. Um, does it? No. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I, I recently <laughs> went through that so-called intense period of change and I feel like I'm in another one all of a sudden. Everything's changing all the time. Exactly. And and also, everything's changing. And thinking about my own sort of feeling being a little older. A little older. <laughs> what, you suddenly married a man um, who came with two kids well, and exactly. took you off to the countryside? But there is the... <laughs> You don't stop changing, but also I don't feel that I'm much different from when I was a child. (laughs) I've heard stories about you as a child and a teenager. (laughs) I would say you haven't much changed. You smoke less weed. Yeah, that's because I now just take it under the tongue. (laughs) But that's all for the hot flushes, not for
1: anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, this is the thing. When someone has this in like a change, it usually kicks something off, doesn't it? Something within yourself. And to me, it appears to be, which obviously, you know, I can't make a sweeping statement and say that this is for definite because I've not met everyone in the world and I've not done like actual research speaking to people to find this out. But it appears to be when you hear these anecdotal stories or when you read anything that actually it's usually when they seem to be away from what they think is their identity or what mm. they think things are supposed to look like and it suddenly ha- shakes them up and they have to readdress everything they have to mm. change things they have to prepare themselves for something that's about to happen that they hadn't noticed or hadn't thought of or yeah. just came up and you know you, you hear about people saying oh they're having like a midlife crisis and this that and the other and they've gone something that's done something that's completely out of character mm. isn't that kind of like adolescence where you yeah. try new things and find who you are again and is there then a sort of scientific definition
0: of of when not a scientific but like a, a, a research definition of when that is then
1: it there's loads and no one can really pin it down there's nothing that's really clear that I've found anyway so far so if anyone does find it please send it my way um but yeah no not that I've found because it depends on what definitions you're looking at um if you're looking at biologically there are certain biological stages that mean that you are different. So yeah. recently they changed. If, you, if we're going to talk about adolescence because I'm looking at YA and we're discussing Ness and YA here. If you look at adolescence, the boundaries of being an adolescent have recently changed. It was in 2018, an article came out where they said that there's an argument to be made to stretch adolescence up to the age of 24. Yes! Yes! Yeah. I'm an adolescent! <laughs> yes! <laughs> There
0: you go. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I well, I would. Yeah. I would stretch it way up to forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Longer than that, I can't even remember how old I am. Forty something. <laughs> okay, so so that whole, I suppose, maturation with YA is that period of adolescent and the whole yes. hormones and mm. your body changing and going yes. from child to adult. Yes. But, yeah, absolutely. What's, what's it? Closer it's to the woman than... she would become than the child she had been. Yeah. 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 That's one of those lines. A man wrote it. Of course. There was two. Those kind of
1: lines, there was two.
0: But then mm-hmm. if you, like... If or, like, I'm... her breasts <laughs> heaved up the stairs. Those kind of things. So when they talk about, like, just being really aware of your breasts, have you read those ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they're hilarious. <laughs> Probably.
1: Yeah. Like we don't stand in front of the mirror admiring them <laughs> no. for five minutes. Like that's not what happens.
0: Only on a Friday. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. So it's all of those kinds of things of like boundaries. It, they, they constantly shift, but then you can throw other things into the mix that completely upend what people tell you is supposed to happen. Mm. So if adolescent finishes at, uh, at the age of 24, what happens if you're allowed to vote at the age of 18 mm. what about if you consider when you can first have a drink what about if you take that to a different country where the drinking age is different mm. like it, yeah. there's there's so many different things that change it what about if you bring law and constitution into it what can be tried as an adult and what you know who mm. you know what age can't um you know you can take it back to some really really horrific crimes where they've discussed you know young what would be deemed as a child because they're like mm. 11 or 12, should mm. they be tried as an adult or not? If you just think about the Jamie Bulger case, like there is mm. so much that you've got to take into consider consideration when you're discussing what do we deem as an adult. Like mm. those acts with adult acts in our mind, we yeah. kind of separate them um, yeah. because surely a child can't do that, but then they do do that. And then we have this like complete internal struggle of like oh but the child is supposed to be so innocent what is it to be a child Mm -hmm. like which is childhood exactly childhood studies 40 years have been asking this you -hmm. know there's so many things that you can then draw into it so that's why it's quite a struggle for me to to give any one definition because there are so many different ones that are out there depending on what criteria that you then start to look at yeah um yeah If you then went into, like, social constructions of what it means to be an adult or what it means to mature, there are certain rites of passage that are expected in adolescence or particularly to be represented in YA. Um, So if you think about uh, having sex for the first time in YA. um, (laughs) I've never read any
0: of those, Sarah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know... You read Twilight after me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Like, Twilight was a really strange one as well because oh my was moral, like, it was the moral line. Because it was written by a Mormon. It was written yeah. by a Mormon
0: who was there going, oh, we can't. Well, and Bella was, literally said, let me die for yeah. your dick. And you know what? Respect yeah. to Bella for that. <laughs> oh, But also, well, that was a clear coming mm. of age message, wasn't it? Was mm-hmm. the fact yeah. that she yeah. only came of age when she had a baby. Yeah. No when she got married. Oh well she could only mm. get ma- yeah. have a baby After when she got, she got married. married. The it fact that it was a vampire connected. baby. Mm. But it was that whole, you know, strength mm-hmm. into her body and all the rest of it cuz yeah. she had baby and, and became died vampire. and became vampire. Mm. Yeah, with all those things but it was all mm. clearly linked with yes. that. And actually, as a mum, I know there is a whole load of mums that come mm-hmm. out sort of going, I've had a baby and I don't know what the fuck I'm meant to do with <laughs> yeah. it. And I'm meant to know and I'm meant yeah. to be a big mum that's able to do this. But I feel like a child who's just been given a child.
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> and then you kind of hear that, oh, it'll just kick in. From where? <laughs> Did I, I, I forget to, to download the file? What happened? <laughs> how am I supposed to know
0: and is is that the problem because it is painted to be this thing that happens Mm -hmm. that maturation will happen so we're all just waiting
1: for it to happen
0: yeah
1: I I mean I I would definitely sit on that on that track we are maturation always seems to be about what's coming next about the future and yet We still seem to be expecting it, but then we've also got this weird thing where we've had it, or Mm. we think we've had it, and (laughs) it's it it just it just none of it sits right, none of it makes sense, especially if you then use that term coming of age, because well, what are you telling me? What are you telling me with that? Because actually I've still not finished, I've not finished yet, so I haven't come of age and you know, how, <laughs> basically? This was
0: one of my major beasts with the film Lady Bird, because all of the mm, marketing. I don't know Lady Bird. I know Lady so Bird Sharonin. is in the, mm. the books for Greta children. Greta Gerwig, great. Mm-hmm. So all the marketing about it was yeah. coming of age film. Greta Gerwig wrote it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I went to watch it and I was like, great film. Mm. Not entirely sure what happened in the plot. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: Because eh? it's all just her going off to uni mm-hmm. and like realizing she's now on her own. And it was all just a bit like, okay, like I get it, but also like it's a bit, bit dull. Nobody come for me. I still really enjoyed the film. <laughs> but there wasn't that moment, there that wasn't. coming of age. No. Don't. No. no, it wasn't like she suddenly, and that was kind of the point of it, I guess. Yeah. There was a coming of age film where, you know, she mm-hmm. realized she wasn't suddenly this mature, amazing person she wanted to be. Yeah. But because it was sold as a coming-of-age film, I had this expectation going into it that she was mm-hmm. going to have this moment.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: that didn't
1: happen. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's an interesting one, actually, because of that. Um, so the workshop that I was at uh, yesterday, there was another scholar who actually looks at films like that and um, she mm. she terms it as, as emerging adult um, films and things yep. like that. And we spoke a lot, like, throughout the day, actually, about um, university and its place where a lot of uh, the teenagers, was one of the scholars had done a study and spoken to teenagers, and they kind of viewed it that, like, university was this time to have, like, the best time of their life, and this was when they were going to, like, then become an adult kind Mm, of thing. mm. And then we spoke about the, the place that that might have in in YA and in other things in life. Um, And it featured heavily in the films that um, this other scholar was looking at. And um, when I got asked the question, I was like, well, yeah, it does feature, but it also doesn't feature, particularly in Mm. Ness anyway, because there are, not all of his books are at the same age. So he he kind of spreads them across um, the the bracket that would be YA. Um, And then the ones that are at the older ages usually it's because they're planning to get out where well, i'm leaving i've i've you know I've, i'm yeah. going to get out of this horrible hellhole of life like when can i leave graduations coming up everything's like about to start and they're so focused on this about to start but yet mm-hmm. in the narratives they do mature they have a maturation they experience those things because popular culture would explain them and would describe them as coming of age. Um, yeah. So how do you reconcile those two things if mm. they're waiting for the thing to happen, but yet they're supposed to come of age? It kind of yeah. like, yeah, it just, it just really goes against everything, which I think is mm. so great about Ness, but he's not the only one that does that because, because coming of age doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that writes about this stuff and then calls it a coming-of-age narrative is automatically going against what they're telling you, usually, because of how it mm-hmm. positions itself. But yeah, that you would definitely describe uh, A Monster Cause by Ness as a coming-of-age yeah. story. The character is 13 years old. He does not have sex.
0: No, yeah. No.
1: But it does make me really sad. <laughs> yes, it makes us really sad. I'm sure there's queer readings of the text that you might be able to read into it Um, which I I will be honest and I'll put out there I haven't done um, but it's not that traditional oh here's a milestone that he should have gone through instead he goes through this incredibly traumatic event but also another hill that I will die on that mother does not die at the end of that text spoiler alert people does not die at that end of that text I will fight to the death on that (laughs) if you ask Ness Ness he might say yes of course she dies because that's maybe the expected answer maybe you would mean it I don't know but to me if she doesn't that makes my research even more interesting because I would also um say that maturation still continues after you've died which Mm. people would be like um but how can that be because you're Mm. not there living to be able to grow and in that sense no you're not but the memory of you and the things that you, the impacts you had on the world, on the people around you, on, on your family life, that, that remains, as long as they're here, mm. that remains and it kind mm. of, I suppose maybe ties back, it uh, makes me think of Coco with the Day of the Dead and, and oh. the way that they explained it all, the way that they explained it. Have seen Coco? I did. Yeah. But
0: uh, to be honest, I didn't enjoy it. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm really sorry. Oh, oh. It didn't do it for me. Oh, I loved oh, my God. Coco. It was all right. It was it fine. It was bit. Oh. You have <laughs> a heart of stone, Sarah. I bet you didn't cry at Bridge to Terabithia either. At what? Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. the bridge thing. Bit with the Where oh uh, Where they get through. I don't know, am I confusing it with soul now? Dunno. It no, like, it's alright. No, it's a kid's film which is heartbreaking. Um, kids film. And it's um, got young just do not I watch that? Um basically they're like best friends and one day they, they have a fight or something, I don't know. It's it's bad. But there's this oh. rope swing they used to get across and the rope swing breaks and she dies and he has to handle the fact that his best friend has just died and he blames himself and it's all really sad and I watched it as a kid and I cried. Everyone cries it. I'll make you watch it one yeah, day. Yeah, make me watch it. You need to read the book of Bridge to with you. It's amazing. So I was, when you were talking about this whole coming of age and coming mm-hmm. and it happening but it not happening, mm-hmm. all I could think was New Year's Eve. The film New Year's Eve. No, oh, cool. no, the event. Right,
1: okay. Oh, yeah. And I, how, yes, okay, I'm with you, you on this now.
0: It's built up mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And then the clock goes and you're like, where is it? And another year happens and you've got to wait another year for this amazing event. I went, I, have thing I went to bed. I've never had a good 30 on the last few years. I went. I used to always do a bath, bottle of champagne, and Ooh. a takeaway and spend Ooh. it inside by myself. But it's the whole sort of build up to this event that's gonna happen mm-hmm. that yeah. is undoubtedly shit for most people yeah. or yeah. doesn't exist. It yeah. just rolls over to the next day. Yeah. And actually,
1: nothing's really changed. Yeah. Yes. Is that yeah. coming of age? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it because it doesn't exist. It's like this mythical thing that we've built in our heads that this that, that society tells us that we should all love. And then when you, like, you don't love it and it happens <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, you stayed in on New Year's, that judgment that you get And then it's it's the same thing with coming of age, where you kind of like the the only difference is that with coming of age, it's usually expected to be painful and terrible and dreadful and like (laughs) oh god, like how did you ever survive it, kind of thing. But you know, and it it is like that for a lot of people, but it's not like that all the time for most people. There are ups and downs Mm. with it. It is it's a roller coaster because you're finding your feet, and you know as you build those skills to to deal with things that you've never dealt with before, as you kind of like, mm. you know, understand you, how you need to react to something or, or, you know, just sort of interact maybe is probably a better way of saying it rather than react. Being reactionaries is not always the best way, but just sort of like how mm. you need to handle things. Mm. Um, you know, that that's not all terrible. And then when terrible things happen, it's not always... As traumatic if you've already kind of built this you know these ways of working or this this understanding that you might have and that's not to take away from the fact that obviously there are some really horrifically traumatic events if we go back to to Ness and the monster calls mm-hmm. that whole book is horrifically traumatic <sighs> it is yeah. it is traumatic but at the same time it's also quite a hopeful um narrative mm. which is a very strange thing to say um, but like usually, I see it with with the um, with the grandma character, and this is where I've narrowed my maturation research down. So a term that I am trying to to build and bring into being mm-hmm. through my thesis. And um, what there's there's a couple of them, but the, the first one is intergeneral intergenerational maturation. Um, and the reason for that is is because you see characters that are a different generations in different ages interacting and in those moments of interaction something happens something changes something develops and and the, the mm. characters move on and mm. it sounds really strange to say it especially if you're looking at YA um because usually well I, this is one of the things that we actually I got asked yes uh, yesterday that YA has this pervasive myth That it's always got to be about conflict, adults against children, and or you know young adults, and then they have you know something they've got to fight against the adults because they don't know anything, and then I'm going to go off on my own and figure it all out and come back and everything's going to be fine, but. Or in
0: this house, we make <laughs> Anya slam a door and shout, you're not my real mother. As a joke, because... <laughs> uh, yeah. But that is yeah. that is yeah. always what should happen. Yeah. It yeah. has yeah. to be. Any time, yeah. And some friends come round and don't realise it's a joke <laughs> and they're, like, really worried. And I'm like, no, 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 no. it's it's just a thing we do.
1: <laughs> I just have visions of you, like... Um, who was it? Was it uh, Zoe Slater from EastEnders where she went, you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. Exactly. That's that Any opportunity. It's like, go on, go on, go on, quick. Door, and I have to find something. And sometimes all I can do is like whack my hand against my head yeah. to kind of do a noise. Which, anyway, back yeah. on topic. Why do you think yes. then that YA is so obsessed with this whole coming of age thing?
1: Because I don't know, if I'm honest um <laughs> yeah i think it's a weird one because they are like yeah. properly obsessed. oh yes i think basically i think the authors themselves aren't necessarily obsessed with coming of age i think it's just mm-hmm. how we think and understand we should we think we should package this as coming of age yeah so they will write a story and usually the good ones write a story because it's the story that they want to write or whatever it is they planned it out and this that and the other and it's wonderful and it's raw they just they might want to have 50,000
0: notebooks a playlist yeah. a couple of photos a collage a fan cast a small <laughs> snippet of them telling their friends about it anyway this sounds familiar to you <laughs> only slightly I'm only yeah. four years into studying writing <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's one of those things where, like, they want to tell the story, but they're not actually thinking, do you know what? I really need to tell a teenager how to survive this very specific mm-hmm. type of event and this is what I'm going to tell them. Usually, the like, writers, yeah, they might have a mind for who it is that they're writing for, but it's not like they're Because in that case, things. really,
0: all the writers who are writing about them fighting demons or falling mm. in love with vampires... Mm-hmm. It's a niche audience there of like, ah, these people really need this.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't think it's really the authors as such. However, coming of age is a term that we all seem to inherently understand, despite the fact that it's not telling us anything. And the more we say it and the more popular culture says it. And also, it it also feels like coming of age is a very like the what we term as coming of age rather is a very Western idea, but specifically mm. is a very North American or USA idea um, mm. of yeah. the thing, of the criteria that you have to meet. It seems to be mm. quite like important yeah. because um, for them, especially if they, if they add any kind of like drinking into it, it's usually illegal. So mm. do you know what I mean? If they're an older, if they're at 18, it's usually illegal. Whereas here, Go
0: for it. Jeremy, That's fine. Well yeah.
1: If they're drinking, it's usually like, oh God, I'm fifteen and I'm at a house party and uh yeah, we've got like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they would never really put it in that young And the British audience is sitting there yeah. reading it going Yeah Okay. <laughs> there are most definitely YA books that have drinking at a young age from America. So I'm not making a sweeping statement like that, but it's just yeah. it changes maybe the context because obviously the audience thinks differently. If I read a book mm. and a kid was drinking at 18 and it was an American book. I wouldn't think anything of it, but yeah, over there they would be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's illegal. Like the police will be around kind of thing. You've got that mm-hmm. element of like, oh, the police are going to get them or something like that. Whereas we might be like, and yeah, <laughs> it's just a local, you know, Friday night, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And they're like talking about the fact
0: they had like mm. two drinks and we'll be like, yeah. a yeah. Well behaved yeah. children.
1: Yeah. So you were the designated driver, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fine. Right. <laughs> like that, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? So, um, Like it seems to be quite a like strangely specific, but without Mm -hmm. actually telling you what it is sort of idea that we have in our heads of what it means to come of age. And that is just, it's just prolific throughout our society. And it just keeps growing as a machine. Like you keep Mm -hmm. just like, boom, 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 this Mm -hmm. is what it is. And probably because we get a lot of our TV and media uh, from Mm -hmm. States and you know our publishers buy into it over here we're really bad for it as well it's not I'm not just blaming America don't take offense anyone no. um but like we do have this like generalized idea of what it means and we seem to understand mm-hmm. it so of course that's what we're going to put forward but it's a really mm-hmm. problematic way to term things because it does give you that feeling that well if I don't achieve this have I not come mm-hmm. of age or if I don't do this does that mean that I'm not a legitimate adult? Like. What do I do if, I, if, you, if, if there's a character that, uh, or, or someone, you know, a you know, teenager that hasn't had sex at the age of 19 and they go off to university for the first time because they took a gap, gap year or whatever happened and they've still gone to university and they've not actually had sex? Does that mean that they haven't come of age, but they've been mm. drinking for over mm. a year or they've got a driving license or, you know, any number of other events may have happened in their life mm. that have made them more mature than someone who has had sex and it like Mm. so what do you do with that and then if you like shift the age bracket of what we're talking about when when we're being an adult well in a different generation people were getting married at the age of 20 people were having babies they were buying a house child's
0: bride child's bride Mm. yeah
1: and then if it then what happens if you're like all of the millennials poor millennials At the moment, that buying all the avocado toast. Obviously, we can't afford to buy a house. Of course. What happens with them, especially if I, I'm going to like out myself. I am a millennial, and I am now classified as an elder millennial. So bitter beyond belief about that little adage. That's a lovely word to
0: add to it, isn't, isn't it? For my isn't Gen it? Z self, yeah. I'm just going to remove my Gen so Z like, for a moment and like, like let this happen. the
1: bitterness <laughs> comes out. But what happens? You know, I'm not married. I don't have children. I am a poor student. <laughs> I I live in student accommodation because it's the cheapest place to live in Cambridge. Oh well, you know, you're just you're just not mature. <laughs> exactly. You've not you've not reached you that goal. It, exactly. Not
0: buying avocados.
1: I mean. That's the, Would you uh, mature if you injury? didn't?
0: <laughs> but like, here's the thing: I'm with I'm with Fleabag on this. You know when she says <laughs> putting pine nuts on your salad doesn't make you an adult, and Fleabag goes, "Yes, it fucking does." I think if you're buying avocados and pine nuts, that's a mature ass thing to do. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Well, it's a mature palate, that's, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. That's especially sure. if you then toast your pine
1: nuts. Oh, I love toasted pine nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add insult to injury, there. I don't like avocado. <laughs> Oh Jesus. I, <laughs> you know, why do we keep like putting caveats on people of you should do this. Like you're oh you're this old and you don't have children, that's weird. Oh, you're this old but you have that many children, that's weird. Like mm-hmm. yeah. No one yeah, can yeah. win, so why are we telling everyone that there's some way and to not
0: ever read and maybe there are some out there, but Ooh. I've never read a coming of age story that is a young mum story, because that's mm-hmm. not viewed as something, you know, a teenager mm-hmm. does to come of age. That's something mm-hmm. you do to come of age when you're older. That is yeah. always a story about yeah. like, it's always a backstory. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. a learning story where you yeah. learn from the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And yet, what I'm hearing from you mm-hmm. is that maturation seems to be an in the moment thing mm-hmm. connected with a traumatic event. That you collectively go together or you do it on your own or whatever. So you were talking about intergenerational maturation. Yes, yes. That you go through a traumatic event together yes. and you come out the other end changed. Yes. Funnily enough, because you're yes. not gonna come out the same. Exactly. But that all those things don't have to happen during yes. that adolescence, because I yes. know, you know, my adolescence. I don't really remember much of it. Yeah, fair. It happened. Yeah. I didn't have so many traumatic events. and Maybe yeah. well, I should good have figure, created Sarah. some good to figure. come of Good for you. You look happy yeah. and healthy. Not me. Yeah. If you ever care to ask.
1: That's the song, by
0: the way. It was me using a song. Yeah, I know. I'm hilarious. I was like, I was like shit, I missed something.
1: <laughs> what was I, was I like, doing when that happened? It.
0: Bad me. <laughs> You're
1: not my mother. Oh, you (laughs) see me. There you go.
0: I was too busy hurting my hand trying to slam a door and realise the only thing I had was my desk.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that is is the case as well. Um, Because in the intergenerational maturation as well, because we seem to be obsessed with conflict. Conflict, 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 Mm. conflict. And also, as I've just said to you, that whole like, oh, you've bought avocados, can't afford a house now. So that is a like pretty horrible dialogue to have to be dealing with mm. all the time and people you know it's in the media it's everywhere it's quite flippant sometimes and sometimes it can be actually quite harmful where we constantly mm. seem to be at each other's throats different generations of like we're better than you no you're not you've not done this like we've had it harder than you no you don't don't know because you didn't grow skinny up in our jeans
0: versus straight jeans side yeah. part versus middle parts yeah. yeah
1: exactly all of these all of these things that get that go on and you know from the flippant to the more serious, like the whole thing that happened with, I'm going to drop it again, the B-bomb, Brexit. It was this yeah. generation that did it. It wasn't our generation that did it. My mum mm-hmm. is of the generation that did it. She did not vote leave. She voted remain. So, you know, it, it, there are people that have different opinions within those generations. And mm-hmm. actually, if we take away, or or rather we we think of conflict, but we don't just think of it on its own in isolation, that everything's always conflict, which is, so easy to do with ya because it's there it's right for the picking isn't it the conflict that's there but if we start to think about it in terms of like if we have a kinship which is one of the Mm -hmm. theories that i will be using in my my thesis which is um by a lady called mara Gubar, and she is over over in the states she has this kinship theory and one of the things that she says is you know we're, we're all kin we're all human you know we have childhood adolescent and adults but we are all part same thing if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so we have more in common than actually we like to believe a lot of the time and she she kind of introduced it as a as a I'm giving a very brief overview of this so there are obviously more nuances to it than what I'm explaining but um she also brought it in as as like an opposition to the difference model so where you can find conflict and also the deficit model and for me, I'm you know, it's great that they're separate separated out for what she was using. But for me, if you look at all of those things together, that's when you will find intergenerational maturation. Because mm. you will either find you have a kinship with another generation, so you are learning something from each other. Um, you might find that one generation has um knowledge that another one doesn't. So that's there's a deficit of knowledge there. You're you welcome then...
0: for my Harry Potter knowledge. <laughs> See? Always, for your See? YA knowledge. Always. yes. Because we are,
1: just, you're speaking to
0: two different generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we actually don't have that much conflict. We get along quite well on the whole. Oh, I know you're it? my evil yeah. stepmother and you try and kill yeah. me
1: on the regular. Well,
0: ob- obviously. The only conflict is you don't like red apples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like them. I've been trying.
1: But yeah, So, so this is the thing. Like, if we if we do think of it in those kind of terms you it then instantly changes a perspective of what it is that we expect from maturation so it's not Mm. consistently about oh it's got to be traumatic invariably a lot of the stuff that happens in YA is traumatic That's part of what it is to be YA yes and Like, I, I know I've probably said at some point in this podcast, you know, of the genre, I don't actually call YA a genre, just to be clear for any anyone mm-hmm. that wants to come at me. I don't think of it as a genre, but sometimes it's easier. Again, I suppose it's me doing something to a word like like people do with coming of age, so I do apologise for that, but sometimes it's just easier to, to shorthand. Mm-hmm, but, so I do understand yeah. the want to do it with, with coming of age. Um. Mm. But it's just not helpful because it consistently adds pressure, I think. So if Mm. you're, you know, if you're expecting something to be traumatic and you're expecting to arrive at a destination and then you're expecting there to be conflict, where is the actual maturation? Where is the growth? Where is Mm. the learning process? Um, Because I, I feel like if we have these similar sort of intense periods of change and maturation, Throughout our lifetime, which is obviously what I'm saying, don't mm. pin it to coming of age, adolescence-wise, broaden it out to look to a lifetime, which everyone seems to agree with happens. So if you agree with it, why don't you consider that? You yeah. are forming, I suppose, um, this is probably quite a big idea, which I've not fully gotten into yet with my research, but you're forming these schemas of maturation that you then apply as you go through these changes again. So that's why they they feel like a second ad- adolescence or a third adolescence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have that at any time there's something significant happening, good or bad. It's just mm-hmm. that we always presume in adolescence that it's going to be bad. And as I say, more often than not, when it comes to um, YA literature, it is usually bad. Um, mm-hmm. Just to give it a bit of spice, I suppose, because if everything was peachy mm-hmm. fine in a narrative, you'd be like, this isn't real.
0: <laughs> why do I want to read a book about yeah. a girl and her stepmom like really getting along and then starting it's a podcast together? Like that's so boring. So dull. Like, I won't write that one. No, it's really so, dull.
1: Yeah, so this is the thing. Why why would you do it? But like I know obviously you can get YA romances where things are lovely, but there's always some kind of thing that goes wrong before it then becomes oh. lovely again, isn't there? And there
0: is something about having both yeah. those emotions that makes it because I think yeah nerding out for a moment here when you're you know reading those books mm. as a teenager and then you're imagining yourself in those worlds because you do if it's a really mm-hmm. good book and you get involved you absolutely should yes. you don't just imagine the bits where you're mm-hmm. like winning and saving the day mm-hmm. and fighting yeah. you also imagine the bits of like oh my god I've been stabbed bits, it's okay yeah. because here comes the brilliant love interest to save yes. me Yes. But is the difficulty then that you imagine yourself in all of those books that are all saying you're going to go through all of these events and you're reading them in
1: your room going, yeah, when? (laughs) Well, I suppose because the, the events that are in the books are usually, well, depending on what kind of books you're reading, obviously, if you're reading fantasy, then it's like, you know, that you're not going to be sucked into another world where you have to like change yourself into a dragon. You could, you could be one day. We're not saying yeah. it
0: doesn't happen. Okay, oh, yeah, no, that's all right
1: then. But I think the, the, the thing is, is that the emotions that go with it, um, I think this is, maybe this is why YA is obsessed with maturation, I suppose, because the books reflect things that are happening in society. We, You know, it's one of those things yeah. that everyone who studies literature says, like, this is what it's doing. But also mm-hmm. it is... There to kind of help and guide the people who are reading them to mm. process something. Um, you know, even if it's not even remotely similar, usually you'll find it's the emotions that you can connect with. Um, yep. you know, mm. like even if you're looking at something that is more realistic in, in the event that's happening. So again, if I go back to a monster calls, that is something that that children will have been through at any age it's mm. what people have gone mm. through at any age anyway you know ad- adulthood and things like that um
0: oh, for those that don't know Monster Calls it's about cancer and having yes. a parent who dies from or doesn't die well from does cancer. yes yes. Depending.
1: <laughs> yes um and the funny thing about it is is that not anywhere in that book not a single place mm. do you actually find the word cancer mm. no, never mm-hmm. says it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have this weird thing of saying oh, there's a coming of age narrative for an adult book. But yet we'll say, oh, no, but you must come of age as a teenager. And it's just really hard and yeah. it's just problematic and quite hurtful to set up someone to fail because I think that's what mm. it does. Yeah. I think it sets you up to fail by saying that you are expected to do something. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and, and it was interesting because you said, uh, like, as if you grow up, when you're asked as a child, like, what are you are going to be when you grow up? that i think is is really interesting to say because one of the things that i have when i've written a couple of things i've actually had a quote that i put at the top and it's actually from Michelle Obama's becoming book and she basically yes. says now i think it's like the stupidest thing that we can ask a child what do you want to be when you um, grow up as if that process is finite mm. yeah mm. so it's from re- that I just, book Yeah, quite enjoyable by the way yeah <laughs> And it's just silly, isn't it, that we we all acknowledge that this is the case. We all know that this is the case, but yet we will still cling to this. There's a certain way to do it, even though everything's changing and even though it's always changed. It's always mm-hmm, changed from mm-hmm. period to period because we've changed. Technology's changed. Politics mm-hmm. has changed. The world has changed. The length mm-hmm. of time we live has changed. Like, all of these things, like, it's just, yeah, so that's kind of how I got to to where I am with my with my research and and things like that and then um, YA is just wild for it. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> would you say if if I was to ask you what would you define maturation mm-hmm. as? Is it those moments in time where you just mature
1: or would you just like it crossed out from the dictionary? So I don't have a problem with the term maturation. Um, so it's not that I want it crossed out from the dictionary. What I do want crossed out is coming of age. That's the problem. Okay. Mat- maturation is better than coming of age for me. Um, I don't have a definitive definition of it because there's too many things to go into it. There's too many things that you could argue against. of like, well, that's not really maturation, but that could be. And what happens when you bring in these like other caveats and things like that? So for me... Maturation just needs to be seen as a process that happens over an entire lifetime. And that is so general and so very generic. Mm. And I do understand that, but that's because by doing that, it then will allow myself and other scholars to investigate specific like lines of maturation. So Mm. for me, obviously, one of my specific lines of maturation is intergenerational maturation, because that's what I'm trying to make a term of and, and kind of describe. And show where that appears within Ness's books and then following the thesis, it will be one of those now go and see where else it is kind of things. Um, so that's there. But then like the other thing that I kind of want to draw into that is intra-generational maturation because there's also a kinship and dialogue that happens between your friendship group and with people that are similar ages within your yeah, generation.
0: We don't mature mm. in the same way.
1: You don't you don't mature mature on your own. You're not in isolation Mm -hmm. and you're not an I mean you are an individual but your maturation isn't only about you your maturation will affect someone else everything that you do every Mm -hmm. interaction that you have changes you in a slight way even if it's like so minuscule you wouldn't even know because your ideas are formed by those things that happened around you your your perception of the world is developed by those things around you so you you then must do that to other people you must change other people so that's I think the big idea and the mm. main thing that I'm trying to wrestle with and it's it's in some respect really moment yeah well <laughs> and I was going to
0: say so Nick yes. can we mature mm-hmm. with you and yes. get you back on yeah. the podcast yes yeah. <laughs> to find the maturation of your research yes. that you're doing in however many years time yes <laughs> to also then explore the maturation of the two of us. Ooh, and the podcast yes, ooh, and the gin yes, yeah. and Absolutely. See where we are then. Yes. I am I am on. It's this. a date. I am on <laughs> super. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so so Thank much. You. Oh, it Thank you me. super, super I've had a great experience. time. We've got a couple of books for your list. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna go on to Audible right now. <laughs> and yes. I've um Drunk lots. <laughs> I have to say, Anya has an empty glass and a still quite full look, glass. Look. Can you
1: guess which one? I feel like I think- the flavored one is the one that's left because she thinks you're trying to poison it as the evil stepmother. That's,
0: exactly. you know what? That's exactly it <laughs> the yeah.
1: apples. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Whoa, what a day. We haven't matured. No, never will. But we learnt a lot and enjoyed it. We know that we can tell coming of age to fuck off. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Fuck off. I'm not going to come of age. It's not going to happen. I'm just going to get older. But we love YA books. Absolutely. YA books are awesome. Things happen and you mature as a result. Yes, we all do. Coming of age? Nah. No, absolutely. A basic summary. Why are YA books obsessed with it? We don't really know. There might be a thing to do with the Americans and publishers and noticing sell- sellability. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? It's yeah. sellability. But really, nobody figured it out entirely. No. There could be a study done into it. I'm not sure whether you'd get the answers because I think the answer is multifaceted. You should have seen words. her face. What the what the messages? Messages. Maturation is multifaceted. <laughs> I'm so clever. <glad laughs> um, yeah, and I think the problem is is that. YA tends to focus on that whole... Teenage years. Teenage years and all the angst. Write a YA book with an actual young adult in, please and thank you, because I'm a young adult and I would love to read a book about a 22-year-old. You see, extend it up to 24. Yeah, that's that's YA. That's a lot of maturation. And if you really need to separate it, have young YA and older YA. And then we can have menopausal YA <laughs> and <laughs> all sorts Midlife and Christ we just keep y. going. And all that for note, life. <laughs> YA for life, Y-A I A love life. it. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that little episode. You got to the end, so hopefully you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Well done. If you'd like more content from us... You can follow us on Instagram. You can. And you'll also find our chief gin taster, the Gin Monkey, with tasting notes of all the gins that we're tasting in the series. Go on to Instagram. So it's worth following. Yeah, yeah. Topic Gin. Topic Gin. Same on Twitter. Same on Twitter. Send us a little tweet. Yeah, we're on Facebook too. Topic Gin, keeping it all nice and simple. And you can email us. You can if you want at hello at ginandtopic.com. If you click subscribe as well, that would be really handy. Reviews A whole host tell of people stuff for you to do. And we'll be back next week with another episode. I know. And another guest. I know. And another gin. Yay. <laughs> and don't forget to join me and Emma in our new tasting room on Sunday and she can tell us all about the gin.